episode 187 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Janelle Vecchio. And there's a bottle of mustard on the table near you. There is. Got some sandwiches. Forgot for to dinner. put away the mustard afterwards, didn't I? I didn't put mustard. I actually got a wrap. Yo, yo, my name is Phil and I ate dinner today. It was really good with mustard in a major way. Waka waka wa. Oh, you got it. W-R-A-P? Yeah. That makes way more sense. This is it. It was the California rap. I'm not going to do any more raps. <laughs> well, um, that was yummy. That's great. And it's yummy to be doing a show again with you. <laughs> uh, that was weird. <laughs> you are. We are back. It's 187 episodes in. We're just 13 away from that 200. That's pretty crazy. I didn't think about it this way. A school year yeah. is 180 days. Yeah. So we've done a school year and are into our second school year. Worth of podcasts. Worth of podcasts. Yeah. That's school days. That's not counting weekends. That's yeah. not counting weekends. That's pretty impressive, though. It's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that we are doing it. Me too. Well, I think we should jump straight into the news. And now the news. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, those places. We have a YouTube channel that we rarely talk about, but we do have some stuff on there. I did put some stuff on there, didn't I? Oh, yeah, when you unboxed your ring fit. Yeah, but I feel like there's some other newer things, maybe. Yeah, I, remember. I put a few things on there. There's a few things. Also, please send us an email at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, hear how your new year is going, let us know any news or information or bits of things that we would like to know about. Mm-hmm. Also, we have an Instagram. I posted one picture on there today. I did. I saw it. Freaks and geeks. Yeah, I saw it. No particular reason. I just saw the poster and was like, I'm going to post a picture of I that poster. I saw some action on Nuts of Disney, too. Yeah, the Nuts of Disney um, Instagram <laughs> posted a picture on there. Got some good action on that mm-hmm. as well. So, man, Instagram is just a fire. Of course, we have Twitter and TikTok, all Mandarin Orange or Mandarin Orange Show. You can find us there. And finally, please like our Facebook page and join our Facebook group. We would love to have you there with us. Mm-hmm. You posted uh, the in the Facebook group last week. You posted the what do you call them? Cameos. The cameos that I got you for Christmas. So if you guys want to see them, you got to go join the group. Yep, it's the only place you can, you see, can see them, unless you're friends with me on Facebook. Couple of other quick announcements. Um, this Saturday, which is probably right after you hear this, or right after this post. Uh, we are doing another Popvox Presents live stream on Facebook. Yay! It's the first one of 2022. This is on the 22nd. So it's 22, 1, 22, 22, which is a good date there. <laughs> the band is called The PH Project. A really cool guy named Hugh that we've done some stuff with in the past. He's got mm-hmm. a new band. And um, the sneak peek here, PH 
the H and PH stands for Hugh. That's his name. Mm, and the P clever. is P is Paul, the other guy in the band. Anyway, it's going to be fun. Cool, guys. Um, I've already got some of the uh, video stuff that we're going to be using in the episode. So you guys should definitely join us. It's 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook on the PopVox Music page. And you'll be able to see me and Janelle doing our thing with the band. Yeah. And then one other announcement kind of thing. I was actually a guest on a podcast that came out. Yes, you were. I am probably a little slow in announcing this. I think it might have come out like right as we recorded last week. So it's been out for a little bit, but it's definitely worth a listen if you're interested in a very uh, niche audience here. So the, the podcast is the Good Patron Podcast. It should be easy enough to find on Facebook, the Good Patron and uh, or wherever you know iTunes or whatever you listen to it on. Um, the show is about Christian bands or artists who use crowdfunding things like Kickstarter or Indiegogo to fund their projects. Mm-hmm. So if there's a project going from an artist that might be interested, you know that that the audience might be interested in. Uh, Garrett, the host, will do a feature on it and talk about them. Sometimes he'll interview the bands or the artists, you know, as they're projects are live and so he did a year-end wrap-up where we uh he invited me to come on and talk about all the different crowdfunding projects that i had back 21 had to offer i think my total was i want to say it was like 11 is that what i told you i forget i said it exactly on the show but it was a bit i said this when i was talking to keith about this the other day it was kind of like charlie and the chocolate factory because I'm like, only two. You know, I only had 11. The other guys did a lot more than I did. Which you would think, like, anyone, like, normal people would be like, wow, like, 11 different bands. You, like, help fund their CDs. But I was like, small potatoes, you know. We're a one-income family. Exactly. I think part of it, too, is that they invited me because I do stuff in the music, you know, realm with right, Popbox Music. Right. But, anyway, it was fun. How it was a good many, conversation. Uh, you know, CDs did they put out or records? That's true. I did. Put some out. So, anyway, it's really fun. You guys should check it out. It's a good patron podcast. It's a very, again, a very, very specific audience and subject matter. So, you know, depending on how much that interests you, it might just be fun to hear me talk. But it, if you just can't get enough of Phil. And, you know, a lot of people can't. They're just. He's on many different shows. Many. There's a lot of internet. Devoted uh, to Phil. Devoted to Phil. I think I've said this before, but I'm definitely over 700 episodes of me talking on various shows throughout the year. great. And, you know, many of those, you know, are, are an hour or longer. So, you know, probably when all is said and done, there's close to a thousand hours of Phil talking. Yeah, for sure. Recorded on definitely the internet. more. So, in the future... You know, when our, you know, generations have passed and they're combing through the internet archives, people are probably going to think that I'm like an important person at Mm -hmm. this time because the, you know, number of hours that were recorded and released on the internet are so great that they're going to be like, well, this must be an important person because why is there so much of them out here, you know? So that's kind of my, that's my long-term goal, you know, (laughs) for all you future archaeologists out there. Yes. So those are my announcements, and oh, I mean, I suppose finally I should mention that we do have a new uh, Alex P. Keaton is my friend episode out there, so you should check that out as well. So this past weekend, Luke had a king for a day, 
Yes, he did. He bought it with his beach bucks. And largely what he wanted to do was play video games and watch home videos. It was, like, so relaxing for me because he didn't, like, really want to watch me play Animal Crossing or, like, a puzzle game. Yeah. (laughs) So I had a very relaxing king for a day. It was nice. It was very fun. I I think he had a good time getting to do what he he wanted. And then he, like, gives us time to go, like, can you go in the back room and watch your shows so I can play with Audrey? (laughs) He's very considerate. So sweet. Yeah, and like part of it is playing pretend with Audrey or doing their drawings or writing or whatever. Now, every Luke King for a day, we play hide and go seek or sardines. That's right, and that this was no exception. I love too that he still wants to play like kid games like that. It's sardines, so sweet. and we're totally out. We need to like expand our like our um our hiding spots. The problem is. A person of our stature can only hide in so many places. Right. Luke and Audrey have more options than we do. So we Luke need to, especially. like, prepare for it. Like, next time I think I'm going to, like, clean out a spot. My new thing that, that I, I do? That I know you won't. Well, that, that would be good. But my new thing that I do is I hide under a towel or a blanket. And the funny thing is, like, you know, wherever it I'm going to hide, work. I throw it over my head. And it totally makes it harder for you guys to find me. That's really dumb and really... It is, but it's true. Like, other times you just see my head poking out, but if you just see a blanket, like, it makes you not notice right away. Sometimes. Sometimes. All right. Anyway, that's little tips there. (laughs) Tips and tricks for your sardines or hide-and-go-seek game. We have a lot of king-for-a-days, queen-for-a-days to schedule. Speaking of which, you earned your first... Unlocked my first achievement. 2021. Or 2022, rather, from Christmas 2021. Tell us what it was. I beat, with you guys, Nine Parchments. Yes, that was one of the ones that was on there. I had to beat a video game, specifically Nine Parchments, which is a four-player kind of fantasy. That was your gimme. It was. I had to put something on there that I knew you could earn relatively quickly, because I didn't want it to all feel... You know, if you didn't have anything you could achieve easily, then it would be, you know, and they do that on video games too. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of times there's an achievement for, like, entered your name into the character right. creator or whatever. You know, you got to have something to, like, light up the little colored boxes mm-hmm. on there. So, so we got your first Queen for a Day scheduled. Of yeah, this year. not till, like, March. That's yeah. how far out we are. It's a really popular thing. <laughs> and that's pretty much what happened this week. That's our news. Yeah. It's quick and easy. We're back into, like, school, and so everything's busy, and that's what we did. Okay. That being said, it's time for us to move along to our next segment, and we're going to do something we haven't done in a little while, which is a game. It's time to do our top five. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. Top five. You going first or me go first? Um, you go first, me go first. I'll go first. Okay, you go first. Okay. So today's top five is top five college courses. In particular, our undergrad studies at Biola University. 
I thought this would be fun because we've done a lot of like pop culture lists or travel lists and stuff, and I wanted to do something that was like Studious. totally different. Cerebral. Just something different. I didn't have to necessarily be cerebral, <laughs> but I just wanted a different category. And, you know, we had an interesting college career. Now, the reason we're doing undergrad is because you and I were both communication majors with an emphasis in radio, television, film. Yes. Which means we have some interesting classes that we took. I'm not, we're not counting your graduate ones because those are all teaching classes. And I know you love that, but that was after you'd chosen a specialty. So when you're, when you're going to school to be a teacher, you're being taught by professors who were teachers. Yeah. It's different. Of elementary school. It's pretty amazing. Every class. Well, plus as an undergrad, you're experimenting. You've got, you know, general education. You're trying different things to see what you want. When you're doing your graduate stuff, you've already chosen your specialty at that point. Right. So it's not as interesting because we know right. you love all that stuff. Exactly. And I'm also not counting because when I was in like high school and even in junior high, one of the things that I used to put on like a wish list and ask for for presents was to take college courses. So I was one of those kids, you know. Yeah. Which I'm sure there's lots yeah. of them out there. Um, <laughs> you know, so you had like a local community college or whatever, Cal State. San Bernardino or whatever my parents would take me. So I took several classes with them as presents throughout. But I'm not counting it. You're not counting that. Undergraduate during our time that we were at college together. All right. Tell us the class and what did you like about it? One of mine was before you came to college. That's fine. Because I'm so much older than you. As as the older woman, (laughs) I'll allow you to, to do that. All right. I'm sure this one is on your list. Okay. But... Advanced audio. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying if it's on my list or not, but that is a great class. Tell us about advanced audio. So I signed up for advanced audio because Phil told me it would be fun because you get to go out to L.A. I was like, well, I don't have a car, so if you're going to take me. I think we carpooled, though. We carpooled with other people sometimes, but sometimes it was just us. So, um... It was this professional sound engineer in L.A. who, like, actually was working on TV shows and movies at the time. Yeah. And every class was, like, real-world experience. Like, some of our audio made it into TV shows. That's right. Now, the, the only one that I know for sure that actually made it into a show was there's an episode of Hey Arnold mm-hmm. that we did some Foley recording for. Yeah. Like... Bird poop splatters. Yeah, a cereal bowl is one that I mm-hmm. did. I can't remember what else. I think those are the two. They I let remember. us do some like lines, some like dialogue, but that that didn't was actually make just it right. Fun. That was just to practice recording dialogue. That was a great class. We got to learn about like how the studio operated. We got to learn about you know actual dialogue recording and stuff in Hollywood, how it would work. Plus, just like technical things, and it even is where you learn how to wrap chords. I correctly. did learn how to wrap a chord correctly, which came in handy for as many shows. Now you may remember in this class that I was one of the few, if not the only one, that I already knew how, and he was very impressed with my rapping. Yes, he was uh, beforehand. So, but the test was if you you wrap a chord, and then if you could throw it out without it getting any no knots in yep. it, you got an A. Yep. So, I think I did good on that. That was just an A on that part, not the whole class. <laughs> but I did get an A in that class. That was a great class. All right. So, my next one is um, 
motion picture production. Is this like the inner term one? Inner term. Okay, yes. So we had some hard times on in that class. Like we went through some stuff, but that class really made us close. That it definitely did. And it was also a really epic experience. You gotta tell people what it is though. They don't so, know. What okay. So when you are well, at least at our school, you take motion picture pre production. One semester, like the fall semester. semester. Then during interterm, which is like January between semesters, you take motion picture production where you actually Mm -hmm. shoot the movie. And then in the spring, spring, you take motion picture post-production. So I'm saying motion picture production because although we took pre-production, you're in it with the same people for basically the whole year. We really connected on the set of our student film deadline. And I know we talked about it before. Listener to the show Ben was also yes. in these classes with yeah, us. Yeah, that's and when we got close with Ben, too. We got close with so many yeah. people. Yeah, that's when... I mean, I already knew Jeff before that, but that's yeah, when but I got Jeff. close with Jeff. And yeah, it just made a, lot of, made a lot of new friends and just really... It was a great it was a blast. experience. Plus, we've got to make... I mean... Regardless of, you know, the quality of the final project is, you know. You go through the whole uh, For interpretation. Process. We made a full movie. Because we'd already done a lot of, like, short student films. But this was, like, mm-hmm. mostly feature length. What is, I think it's, like, an hour. Yeah. Close to feature And it was kind of like cool movie. because, like, you had to interview for the role you got on the set. And I actually made assistant director first AD. So, that was pretty great to bust everybody around. <laughs> One of my favorite things in the world. And then, what were you on the set? So, kind of piggybacking out the last class, my main role was sound... Well, I don't remember like, exactly how it was. Re- sound recorder, sound technician. Weren't you the lead sound? Yeah, I ran the sound department, but I don't remember exactly how I'm credited in it. Sound something. I You know, I ran the recording of it yeah. and... Sometimes I held the boom also, but a lot of times I would just recruit various friends to hold <laughs> so the boom for a while because I had to actually to monitor it. You know? So, um, yeah. That's great. All right. Fun times. All right. Also, by the way, speaking of Ben, pretty sure he has that video up on his YouTube channel. Yeah. And we've mentioned that before. So if you want to find Ben Hunt's YouTube channel... You can watch the movie that we're talking about here. <laughs> you can, we're telling all the behind-the-scenes stories, and you can see the. It's it's really production. fun, like for us to go back and watch it. <laughs> I I really think from an outside, I'd be curious to hear it, an it outside perspective. Pretty sure they'd be like, "Ooh, that's that's a student film, all right." You know? <laughs> but I don't know. So my next course was pre-fill. Oh. Um, Can't believe you enjoyed a class that I wasn't involved in. It was amazing, too. Because I've talked about this, but school has always been a struggle for me. I was definitely not a straight-A student. High school, I really came into my own. So then somebody who struggles in school going to college right out of the gate, like straight from high school to college, was... A jump, and I was like, man, English, you know, it's just going to, like, knock me down. College-level English. So my freshman year English class, it it was, uh, I think it was composition or something. 
can't I, remember I his wasn't name. there. I can't you okay. didn't have to because this guy over here, um, did, what are they called? AP test. He AP tested it. But I, I did not do that. General education. <laughs> Anyways, it was freshman year English and it was the most like wonderful class. I learned how to like debate. I learned how to have like social discussions intermixed with our Christian beliefs and theology. And she really pushed us like you would think at a Christian school, they'd like keep you in a bubble. But she was like, very much look at all viewpoints before you decide. And I just became such a better writer. And I just love that class so much. And shout out to listener of the show, Aaron. I met Aaron. Oh, all right. <laughs> in That's freshman worthy. English. And we would always go because I think it was at 1030. We'd always go to class and then we go to lunch. Yeah, so pretty good. Aaron, uh, Aaron, you know, was like our best friend in college and, you know, with so it was a special class for that too. I could see that then. I was surprised you had one there that I wasn't in with you, but now that you say that, <laughs> I get it. Next is, I think it's called World History. You took an inner term version yeah. of it because I told you it was such a good class. Yeah, it was World History. Dr. Lind? Probably, but I don't remember. I think it's Dr. Lind. World History. If you want to watch a professor make history come alive, you know, they always joke about that. Like an undeclared. She actually did. Like, she was so fascinating. Yeah, she was a really good storyteller, which helped. So good. She didn't, like, lecture you. She told a story. Everything was a story. I love that class. So, that's uh, my fourth one. And then my fifth one would have to be Pragmatics of Communication. <laughs> that's the one where you did all the... Because uh, I did so many skits. Interpretive dances. With my group. You were in that class with me. We weren't in the same oh, group. Oh, so this... Yeah, yeah, I was in the class. But this is the one... You were in with, like, Karen, right? And you guys... Yeah, your- so he put us into groups like we could right, choose. Right. So I get put into a group with people I don't know. And I think, like, what did only one person get an A? Or I don't know. Like, there was some competition. That's not how... I don't think it was like that in Maybe that class, was But some. maybe it was. Anyway. Pragmatics of communication. Um, basically, my group was an SNL comedy troupe. Yep. Everybody looked forward to our sketches. I think I learned some stuff, but mostly I just had fun. But I remember one of them that you guys did an interpretive dance to it. And we it did an interpretive dance. Phenomenal. Um, I, do you remember what happened to me in that class? No. I won't say the name of the person because it's, you know, but... A certain person was on my group, and I also, I mean, I've always done performance-based projects, if at all possible, yeah. and we got up to do our performance for a presentation. <laughs> oh, I know. And I remember. this person, this individual, I can't remember what, like, I think he was, like, playing guitar or something for it, and messed up a little bit, and keep in mind, we're at a Christian college, and said, oh, blankety-blank, and said some cuss words, <laughs> and guess who didn't get an A on that project? Because my teammate said, said bad, bad words. words. Yep. Punish everybody for one person's mistake. It wasn't for the whole class. I 
changed gears when I realized that wasn't going to work to have this person performing with me. But, uh, well, yeah. I think you had the choice of like writing a, or doing a, a poster or something, or do, doing performance. Yeah, but I'm always going to pick the performance. We're going to do performance. Absolutely. So I just I had a ball in there. I had a ball with my group. I had fun with you. I had fun. I just had fun. Like being a communications major was so fun. Pretty much, I enjoyed it quite. And a bit. I needed that. <laughs> so yeah. All right. And I do have um, my favorite Bible class. It didn't make the top five, but New Testament. With Victor Ree? History with Dr. Victor Ree. Victor Ree. Because he had And Victor he used Ree. to say before he became a doctor, he was Mr. Ree. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty he great. He was great. Um, and my worst was theology of gender. Gender class at a Bible college. <laughs> no. No. I seem to remember you... I was so mad. I caused a stir and like he did not like me. And it was just, I was like, oh man, this is so progressive. Like, and I'm like, yeah, female power, girl power. No, they did not (laughs) want powerful females in that class. So that's that. All right. Well, I only had a couple of overlaps with you, but I did have a couple. All right, up first, the first one I had was advanced audio. I mean, that's kind of a gimme. That was such a cool class. That's the one where we went out to Hollywood. We went to a real recording studio every week. The teacher, I can't remember what his name was, but he was a super cool guy. It was like adjunct professor type of thing because he really was working in the industry, you know. That was just so cool. That felt like, I mean, I know we made a real movie, but that just felt like we're in Hollywood. I mean, we literally were in Hollywood. Right. It was so cool. It was so much fun. So I Do put you that remember on. that we used to hold hands and cuddle on the way back from Advanced Audio? Of course. That's so great. It's like our first cuddles. Yeah. That's why I said you said we carpooled, but I know we didn't always carpool because... We didn't always because sometimes I went out with you, but... And some, who else was in that class with us? Jill. And uh, Jill in particular would drive her Jimmy... Yeah. Back and forth. And I remember that that was one of the, you know, first times we, like, held hands. Were Ben and Jeff in that one with us, too? I feel like. I don't remember. Ben, were you in that class? You got to let us know. I can't remember for sure. This is, and this is, this is I have a picture. Yeah, like I'm sure you could find of, it. Of the whole class. It's so, like, I never would have thought that I would forget all this <laughs> stuff, but, like, I honestly can't remember. Like, I remember it was, we had other friends in there. Maybe Aaron, did we get Aaron to do that class with us? I think Aaron too? did it with us. I think so. I think, I feel like I remember Aaron doing it because he wasn't, like, a film major. But he did. But we're like, this is going to be so much fun. I think he took pragmatics of communication, well, and, too. Because the place I met Aaron was in a film class. Right. Which was another one that's on my list here. I don't remember what it was called, but it was, like, the first production class that we took. It was not the, like, pre-production, but it was, like, where you made the commercials and all that stuff. Yeah, that was Introduction to Film. Introduction to Film. So, that's where I met Aaron. Uh, and you guys were in the same group. We were in the same group together, and so... And I took that my freshman year. Right, and this was my freshman year. Aaron was not a film major, but he did it just because it sounded no. fun, if I remember correctly. 
And we had such a blast. He was in my group. And we made, like, commercials together. Right. Um, it kind of did all – because of the intro to film, we did, like, you know, video stuff, like, mm-hmm. on, on, like, a VHS. We did film, like, actual editing with film strips, animation. I'm trying to think. Well, oh, we did a short film, which I wrote. And the only yeah. one that I ever directed, I think, was mm-hmm. the one I made in there. And Aaron was the star. Yeah. Like, it was a – a cheesy take on like a, a detective story, you know, mm-hmm. and I think Ben was in my intro to film group. I know he was in your class because I remember seeing him in some of your commercials. Was he in your group actually? I think so, but I'm not sure. Ben, were you in the group where we made swing it? Because <laughs> a lot of times too, like you know, like you're in some of the commercials I did because you were friends with yeah. Aaron, and so. We, you know, we did. I could be stuff. confused, but there's a lot of overlap. Even if we weren't in the class, we would do stuff with each other. Yeah. But I know Aaron is in my group because we did all our projects together. That was like it was just such a blast, and it was it was my freshman year. It was like this is it. I'm in college and I'm making movies. And right. I wrote a story like and directed dream. it, and it's it was exactly dream. what I always wanted. And it was super cool. So they had a whole TV studio, and back then, you know, like we did have the film, but we were editing on like a dual tape deck and mm-hmm. like it was very primitive at the yeah. time we didn't get digital stuff until like right before i left you know right before I graduated right. so very very different i guess we did was there digital when we edited deadline was that all tapes editing still mm-hmm. i mean i didn't i wasn't like the editing editing group but no i think it was all tapes still anyway we're getting into the weeds there uh, okay, so the next one I had was the interterm one. I mean, like you said, that was when we fully made a movie. Right. And as much as there were challenges, it was so much fun. It was the best. I was- have so many happy memories. And, like, we have so much behind-the-scenes footage because our friend Sunny had a video camera, and she, like, made the making of Deadline. Yeah. So we have so many good memories yeah. preserved because of her. All the great interviews. That I know we have, like, interviews with Ben, like, yeah. a bunch yeah. of him behind the scenes. That's some fun stuff. That's great. So that one was great. Then my third one I put was Outdoor Survival. So because I took all these AP classes, I didn't have to do any general, general education. But you still have to, like, make up those units by taking classes. And so... What I did was I took a bunch of PE classes to help mm-hmm. fill in a few other just stuff for fun, but a lot of them were PE ones because it's fun. Yeah. And the, I did uh, several in this kind of category. Like I did a backpacking one, mm-hmm. I did a rock climbing one, which mm-hmm. is cool. But my favorite of the group was this outdoor survival class. And, you know, we learned survival skills like how to start a fire, rubbing sticks together, and how to build a shelter, all, all that kind of fun stuff. Yes. And then, like, the final project for the class was. We drove up all together up to this place in Big Bear and out in the forest. And he, like, set out, okay, like, this, you know, 500 yards is your area. And he Uh went and dropped us all off. It was just, like, the show alone. And we had to make a shelter (laughs) and, like, spend the night. And in the morning, he would, like... We literally spent the night. He would raid us on, like, how our shelter was. And we had to build That's a... so cool. We had to build a snare. We didn't have to actually catch anything. But he would, like, see if the snare worked and... Like, all all this stuff. That's rad. It was really, really cool. And so, I mean, I had a lot of fun with all of them, but that was the most unique one. Yeah. That was really, really cool. My favorite extracurricular one was beginning bowling. 
Oh yeah, that's another PE one that I I did yeah. beginning and advanced bowling because I, had I lots did of both credits. too. But my favorite was beginning bowling because I had a sweet handicap and we won first place now, in the class. And I won first place with my with my roommate Matt. One of the semesters, yeah, we were we in it. different. We're, I feel like classes. one of the times we were together though, no. Advanced bowling, I think. Maybe advanced bowling. But we weren't partners. That was so fun. Another great one that didn't make the list, but now I'm thinking of just... Because there's so many cool, like, experiential things. Like, a lot of college classes aren't just sitting in the classroom. I did a history of theater class. Or, no, it was theater appreciation, I think it was. Because you had to do, like, an art. Yeah. You know, it could have been been history of art or art appreciation, whatever. I did theater. We did, like, a little bit of, like, actual acting. You know, we did some, like, improv exercises and stuff. But for the most part... We like each week we would go on a field trip and there was, we would go to a different play and it was like all different kind of stuff. So we went and saw a Shakespeare performance. Mm-hmm. We saw like an experimental one. Yeah. We saw one where like, you know, where the people would come out in the audience. It was like interactive. We saw a theater and around and each week we go to these different performances and being in LA, like there's every yeah. night of the week, there's something. Yeah. So all these like cool indie theaters all throughout LA. It was so cool. Very, very fun. But that one didn't make the list, even though it was really cool. Because the next one that made the list was the one that you talked about, the production, Intro to Film, the one that I met Aaron mm-hmm. in, and we did the the commercials and stuff. That was just super great. Glue the movie, by the way, was the movie that I wrote and directed. <laughs> when are you going to put that on your page? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I do have an acting role in it. Oh, that's the other great part about both the interterm one and this one is I acted in both. You did. And uh, I had a line in Deadline. And I was a coroner in both of them. You were a coroner in both of them. I was typecast. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, my last one I put was uh, creative writing. Oh, yeah. That was a great class for you. This is another one that I, you know, I didn't have to take. Um, it was separate from, like, the screenwriting class. But it was just, like, a creative writing class. I just, you know, had more units to burn. Yeah. And, I can't, I can't remember the professor's name either. Did you take either. screenwriting? I didn't actually take screenwriting. I took screenwriting and that, like, was up there. Yeah. I, for, I don't know. There was class. a different class. It never worked out schedule-wise. It was, like, weird. It was, like, one night a week for, like, three hours. and Yeah, I could never make it work because it was one I wanted to do, but then I did other ones instead because there was a few options. Of and what he, could I take. think he'd only take like 10. Yeah, it was that one was tough to get into. So I did the creative writing class and the professor was so cool. And basically we just each week we'd like write short stories and we'd take turns reading them and, you know, he'd critique them. We'd like talk about ideas with each other and it was like it really. I'd already, I'd always been interested in writing and had done some writing and stuff, but it really like was one of the things that helped me to to springboard my interest in it. And uh, one of the stories I wrote, he like really liked, and he had me submit to a. It was like I don't know one of those things where they publish short stories mm-hmm. and and it didn't get accepted. But he's like, I really like it. I think I you know have a chance at it. Really honored that. Yeah. He selected yours. Because I he didn't don't do think that. he did it for yeah. everyone in the class. So it was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. And I still uh, write. You do still write. I do. And that's our college classes. I think that was fun. That was fun for me to talk about anyway. <laughs> hopefully, it'll be fun for Ben and Aaron to hear. That's right. It, at, least, <laughs> at least for them it'll be good. And hopefully everyone, maybe it inspires you to go take a college class. Because here's another fun thing. 
I never got a master's after, you know, you went and did that. But I have gone back to, like, community colleges and taken classes. I've you done have. business classes, computer classes, web design, just for fun or to, you know, to learn about those things. Man, it's really cool. Like, college can be really fun. And community college courses, like, as an adult, they're not very expensive. No. Like, at all. No. So, like, I you don't know. I think we should uh, enroll. I think, I think we should do that. So, I recommend it. Take some college courses. It's fun. Yeah. And you learn something. I know way more, but I would never be able to even do what I do as far as our website and stuff. And I'm not saying it's great, but the only reason I even know as much as I do to put together a website is because of those classes I took. I got an email to my vacation pants Gmail, and I get these all the time that your your website can like go higher with certain like wording and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this one I got today was like the rudest email. Really? Like they're trying to get you to pay them. Yeah, to they're paying them to do it. They're like, I was looking at your website, my vacation pants, and it is so outdated and so ranking so low on search engines. <laughs> like all they did was say negative stuff. <laughs> I know it was just cut and pasted. Yeah, they didn't actually look at your website. But rude. Like, what do you think I'm going to, I'm not going to work with you if all you can, you got to like start with the positives. It's just a cut and paste. They did not look at your website. So rude. <laughs> I like my website. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to improve ours. There's a lot I could do, but it works. <sighs> yeah. And most people just listen to a podcast on and other it, platforms like, anyway. We do it for fun and like. I could see if you were, like, making money off of it, you'd want yeah. a slick production. But I'm just trying to get my good travel information out there for free. I don't need people putting down my website. Gosh. <laughs> Those spam guys are so mean. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move along. we got a couple more things to talk about. Very quickly, we're going to do a quick movie time. Movie time. I mean, speaking of movies, since we did major in film, we just talked about a lot about movie classes. We watched two movies uh, on streaming this week that I just had to mention. Well, I shouldn't say it. We watched one and a bit of one. The first one was we, you know, we've been talking about all the old Marvel movies the kids haven't seen, like the non-Marvel non- Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And like, there's some fun ones to watch. So we started with watching Fantastic Four. Now, this is not the, like, Josh Trank 2015 one. We're talking about the old one. Well, not the really ro- old Roger Corman one, but the one in the middle that has Jessica Alba <laughs> and uh, and Captain America in it <laughs> and the commish. And what did you think of that, Janelle, after not having watched it since it came out? Like, so much, like, build-up. Like... Just talk. I don't know if being built up. There's so much talking. It was like a 1960s horror movie. Yeah, it had the same pacing of that. It was like just a, like a talk, B-movie. talk, 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 talk. Finally, the big fight at the end. But the big fight at the end was like two minutes. It was so short. The majority of the movie was them bickering with each other, um, and then instead of fighting anyone, it was just them like using their powers on each other when they're arguing with each other. <laughs> It, it is really remarkable. Like, I remembered it being super cheesy. I probably haven't seen it since it was in the theater 
which I think it came out in what, like 2004? Is that right? So this is after Spider-Man. There's no excuse. Like Sam Raimi showed, you know, this is after X-Men, etc. Like it right. could have been done. It's not awful. Like there are enough redeeming parts that I feel like, okay, like it was fun to watch once again, but my gosh. It was definitely like pretty mild as far as like a superhero movie goes. Yeah, there was a couple bits, but nothing too bad. But it might be kind of boring for young. <laughs> oh my kids. gosh. Like, I can't believe how little happens in that movie. Mm-hmm. And it's so cheesy. Like, some of the acting choices. Let's put it this way. Chris Evans, like, really redeemed himself with Captain America. But he also, like, stole the show. He In, in this? Movie. I don't know. I thought he was terribly one note, and I thought it was not interesting at all. I thought he was the worst part. Really? I liked him. You just think he's cute. Maybe that's why he, he was like Captain America. the worst actor in that because he was like one note. The whole thing was he's sarcastic and he's a hothead and he did the same like acting throughout. There was he no went, like gross. There was when he turned his arm rubber. He said some funny lines, but there was no growth in any of the characters. Really, no, that's true. Like they were all because. They started one way and they ended one way. The only difference is that they had power. I think it'd be so great if he reclaimed his role. Well, this is going to be interesting. And <laughs> part of why we talked about this is that the uh, Doctor Strange movie's coming the out with the multiverse. And, you know, based on recent events, you never know what kind of things might be referenced. So right. we thought it'd be fun to have some other uh, Marvel movies, you know, watched just in case. Just in I mean, case. let's not forget, in WandaVision, we had the X-Men crossover from, you know, the Quicksilver from the X-Men. Yeah, so. we gotta be prepared. You never know what's gonna come up. So, anyway, that one, yeah, it was fun to watch once, but the kids agreed, too. They were like, ooh, that, that wasn't as good. Like, <laughs> it was just real cheesy. Now, I remember the second one, The Rise of the Silver Surfer, being better. I liked the second one better when we watched it. So, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. How that is. So, TBD. And then, now that it's out on Disney+, Plus, we gave another shot at the Eternals. Because we couldn't really see it at the drive-in. You remember we correctly. Hear it. Yeah, and we could see some, but it was very dark. And so, it was, a lot, it was easier to see on our TV. Although, it is very dark. Like, the movie was shot in a very dark lighting. Yeah. Even on our TV, you're like, oh, yeah, it's, I can see why it didn't work well on the projector. We had, And we just sat and we, like, watched a, a part of it, you know, like, while we are eating a meal. I think we watched like the first half an hour or something, and I can see it better now. It didn't make the movie any better though. No, it didn't improve the story. It kind of, in fact, if anything, it kind of cemented my opinion on it. That I think I'll probably finish watching it again just to give it all a go. But it's very oddly paced, and and like the direction in it. I don't know, like the way that the people just kind of stand and wait to give their lines and stuff. It's strange. I, I, well, it's because they're immortals. I know, but maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Maybe they're supposed to be that. They're doing that on purpose, but it's, it's not for me, I'll just say. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some, you know, redeeming elements, but on my ranking of the Marvel movies, this one is probably going at the bottom. I mean, it's definitely at the bottom. <laughs> Understandable. That's it for movies. Up next, we're going to talk fiction books. You like fiction books? Fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? Like it? I try to love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. 
Okay, quick update on fiction books. What you been reading? I've actually um, started the second book in the Mysterious Benedict Society. And why did you start that? I started reading it because Phil likes to put on a CD and uh, have family reading time. Well, we all enjoy doing that, I think. But what I meant specifically is why that book? Why are you reading Oh, because right it's my next uh, achievement. It is your next achievement. I have to finish the whole series, though. You don't have to do them I'm in order, though. Two of five. You don't have to do all the achievements in order, but it's the next one you've decided to take on. Right? Yeah. And you read the first one. It's good. You like them. Yeah, I love but it. But I just really wanted you to read them all. So that's your, uh, that's your next achievement. It's my next achievement. I, let's see, a while back I finished the Final Revenge of Magic book, which was the James Riley series mm-hmm. that he did to follow up the Story Thieves, which is fantastic. He's got a new book that's coming out, I want to say in like April, which is a kind of a spin-off of his original series, The Half Upon a Time. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. But anyway, I finished Revenge of Magic. That was great. And I read a book called Lucky Strike. Okay. It was really good. Like, it's a, you know, kid book, probably targeted at, like, middle school, I want to say, you know? Yeah. But um, it was really fun. Audrey read it, and she liked it, and so I read it real quick. And um, it's about this kid who's, like, really unlucky. Everything he does is unlucky. And his you know, he lives, like, in Louisiana, down, like, in the bayou. And his best friend is, like, super smart, and she, of course, doesn't believe in luck. But, like, they'll do tests where he, like, calls a coin, like a coin flip. And he'll lose every time. Like, he never can win it, right? And then one day, he's out playing miniature golf with his friends, and he gets struck by lightning. And from then on, he gets, like, everything is lucky. And wow. it's, it's kind of like one of those Midas Touch type of things, though, where it seems great at first, but then things start to go bad. Mm, and interesting. It's, it's really, really, like, it's a really good story. And it, it's a it's thought-provoking, but it also is one of those that, like, really captures a place because he lives in this quirky small town on the coast. It's actually not Louisiana. I'm sorry. It's on the the far end of the panhandle of Florida. Okay. It's still in the swamps, but it's like all the way right. you know, out there. And I guess the author actually, you know, grew up and lived in a town like in that area. And it's just, you can tell it just has one of those feels where you read it and you get a sense of the place, you know? Right. Yeah. It just was really, really well done. So I wanted to give that book a shout out. And right now I'm reading Ready Player 2, which is a sequel to Ready Player 1. And it's uh, really good so far. Good. So more on that later. Nice. Finally, we're going to talk music. Okay, there's a lot of music stuff going down. A lot of things I wanted to mention. First of all, just a reminder that there's a Pop Doctor Presents coming up this weekend. And there's also another one I should mention the following weekend. We're going to have Mike Adams perform, and that's really, really cool. So, And the weekend after that, Aaron Sprinkle. Is it three weekends in a row? Uh-huh. My gosh, I need to like get going on all this. This is, this is exciting. Anyway, so that's really cool. Also, I wanted to mention that I did get the CD player set up that you got me for Christmas. I think I might have mentioned that before, but it's so it sounds so good and it's been really fun. We've done a lot of listening on that CD player. Our speakers. It just sounds great. Just been holding stuff. Yeah, now they can hold stuff and produce sound. (laughs) So I've really enjoyed that. 
I also got a notification that the In a Lonely Place record is it's in production. They actually like bumped up the estimated date to like March. I think it's like the middle of March now. Nice. Not middle March, the fiction book, but the middle of March. Right. I assume you would confuse those two, <laughs> you know. So anyway, just to keep an eye out for that. That's very exciting. And uh, that's pretty much it. Just wanted to let everyone know about those things. Nice. So we'll expect your record on the Ides of March. Oh, very good. Julius Caesar. Also, just real quick mention, today in the mail, we got the new Ronnie Martin album. Yes. Which is, Ronnie Martin, is his band is normally Joy Electric, but he's doing it as a solo project now, which I guess, I mean, it makes sense, although it's usually just him anyway, so it's like a new Joy Electric album as far as I'm concerned. We haven't listened to it yet. We, I, like, opened it right before we started recording, so pretty sure it's going to be good, though. It's going to be amazing. I think it is. We listened to the single that came out beforehand, and it's great. So that's our music update. And you know what? That's it for our show. That's it, guys. Leave them wanting more. We, I think we always do. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us and listening and uh, being along on this journey. Thank you, Janelle, for sitting next to me on the couch on this journey. You're welcome. Aren't we coming up on an anniversary? Like our anniversary? No. Our podcast anniversary. I don't know. When, when did it start? I thought it was you like... You gave it to me for Christmas. I know, but I thought it was 2015. I thought we were like past that. No, 2016. 16? The beginning of the year. Yeah, so last year was our five year. Remember? Yeah. So, so this is like six years. Six years. You don't do much special, yeah. but it's worth noting. Happy anniversary. We're also coming up on an anniversary for you and I. Do you know what it is this year? In March. Okay, hold on. Let me do some math. Some maths. Do your maths. Okay. That's how the British people calculate their anniversary. 19 years. This is our 19th anniversary coming up in March. That's a lot of years to be married. I know. And I only have a few wrinkles. Ah, I can't tell. (laughs) That means 13 years of our marriage, we weren't doing a podcast. True. Will we get to the other side? The other side? (laughs) You know, like, eventually we've known each other for most of our lives. Will we get to the point where we did a podcast for most of our marriage? I don't know. Break on through. (laughs) We'll see. TBD. Yeah. All right. That's it for real now. Make sure you guys write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com and uh, tell us what you think. Please do. So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.